Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
You're listening to The Waterman Files. We'll be live shortly.
No one in the family will go near it. Ask someone to find something in it and you'll find a less than enthusiastic response. What is it that's in your home that causes grown men to cower and children to run for cover? Run! Food storage. That's right. Food storage shouldn't be scary. It's simply your food. We are providers of long-term, storable, GMO, and MSG-free meats, veggies, fruit, dairy, and pantries. Powdered butter. We even have a gluten-free line. Food storage should be. Let Simply Your Food help you with your food storage needs. Go to simplyyourfood.com or call 866-251-7511 and let us take the scary out of food storage. Welcome to the Waterman Files. You are not alone. You are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. Ground crew, you are not alone. We are in this together. Welcome to the ground crew. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you might be, I'm glad you're here. And it's important, of course, yes, for you to know that you are not alone. Wow, that's getting loud there. Let me turn the sounds down. 
One of the things that uh, I wanted to tell you was I dressed really special for today. I've got gray sweatpants, gray T-shirt. They match. Hey, that's a big thing. No, folks, really, we have a lot of information to cover, and uh, uh, you might even want to get some pens and pencils out or, hey, well, get paper, too. We're going to do a little bit of uh, news and updates. There has not been any new WebBot reports, so don't be uh, concerned that you've missed anything yet because there hasn't been anything new. Everything is, seems to be unfolding about like the WebBot said. Floods, weather, late start, low temperatures, lower than normal and uh, everything else that's going on. One of the things that I also will draw to your attention is that at the watermanfiles.com, in the box, the ground crew info box, that's in the right-hand column for the new listeners, is a... It starts, by the way, it's alphabetized, and you can just click the arrow at the top and go through the alphabet. There's something that starts with Hillary. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is going to court. They did not shut down this court case against Hillary for corruption. You'll want to read that document, and that's in that uh, box. Maybe enough of this kind of stuff can get out to the people. Especially, you know, to ruin her now. Ruin, uh, well, of course, it'd be somebody else just as bad. No? Do you really think that's the truth? I don't. I think right now, unless somebody's... <laughs> All I know is this. Hillary Clinton is a notorious criminal and has been. Uh, she's probably our modern-day uh, Bonnie, uh, you know, with Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, But she's just not got her finger on the Thompson machine gun. We're going to be uh, dealing with a lot of Jade Helm stuff today, and so we're going to cover some news before we do that and our communications again because this is an ever-growing concern. First of all, Bill Gates is in the news. Why do they pay attention to Bill Gates? Why does an American public listen to Bill Gates? Because he's got money. Not that you shouldn't listen to him. But what if you and I wanted to say what he's going to talk about. And by the way, he's going to talk about something. He's not qualified to really know much about. So there's, yes, some kind of agenda. But he fears a global epidemic worse than Ebola is coming. And he says, and we're not prepared. Here's the subtitle. 
Microsoft founder and the world's richest person. Uh, that's an error in knowledge because he's not the world's rich, richest person whose foundation works to eradicate diseases like polio by helping the big pharma organizations. And malaria believes the widespread infectious disease, which he really doesn't know a damn thing about, is the greatest threat to mankind, of course, because he might have inside track. And he thinks we're not prepared. Well, he can think all he wants. But so can you, and so can I. And so why don't we get this opinion from somebody else? Why? Because uh, he doesn't know a damn thing about it. But yet he sits in front of Congress testifying, my, my, well, I mean, he doesn't have a southern uh, accent, sorry. But his foundation, isn't it just poetic justice that Rich people get this guilt complex ridden so bad that they have to start some kind of foundation to really help the people. And sometimes their thought of what is good for the people is so overwhelming any common sense that's actually out there that common sense never gets heard. So he's got a foundation. Oh, how about that? And, of course, he gets to write taxes off, giving money to it, right? But who and what are they used for? Well, he gets to tell that, too. So he gets to fund his favorite inoculation, big pharma, uh, slap on the back, will let you ride high in the tech industry. But until you, uh, you know, continue, we and the minute you quit continuing to, support our big pharma agenda here in the Kazarian Empire, uh, your history. That's basically what I was wanting to say. By the way, the lawsuit that Hillary Clinton's in isn't even about what's um, what I'm going to talk to you about next. It's about the lawsuits about her um, server. Now, she doesn't want to turn over her server when she was in the Department of State that she used from her house because she used that instead of the official one from the government. That's so she could erase it, you know. <laughs> but anyway, there's something else that I want you to know. That what so far they have been able to dig out of the ashes you know, like phone calls and private email messages that left her server, by the way, had to go to some other server. So some of these others have been hacked. And here's something very important. Hillary Clinton had tipped the murderer of Ambassador in the, you know, Benghazi gate problem. All of the Ambassador's movements... <laughs> right before he got murdered. She used her private email service to correspond about such highly sensitive national security matters 
to the Libya Hotel where the ambassador, Chris Stevens, was staying. Incredible, huh? Oops, that kind of thing can get you killed, and it did. Why would she even have to refer to where he was staying? You do know she quit because she quit being Secretary of State because the Benghazi Gate had the potential of uh, really ruining her. Now she gets to go to court as a civilian because she's not a uh, government servant. This multi-billionaire government servant. And uh, so we have her red-handed, so to speak. And I think you're going to see more declassified documents. And I think you're going to begin to see more and more of the Benghazi uh, situation. And what was behind Benghazi? Well, they were moving illegal weapons to groups privately, illegally. Yeah, Benghazi operation that she had going was an illegal arms dealer. Where did it go? Can you say ISIS? When this all blows up, she won't make it. If by any chance she gets by the skin of her ugly face and becomes electable, it's just going to get worse. You will not have seen anything until she gets to be president. Also, folks, by the way, there are two documents up on today's uh, announcement for the show. And uh, what it's about is the... um, um, some information that you will want to download and make yourself at least perusally um, acquainted with because these are acronyms, abbreviations, and terminology from FEMA. Now, the document's about 10 years old, but it's close enough, folks. I also have another one up there on today's post, a link to it. That you, it stays in my – you're not having to go to any military or government website, okay? Uh, I used all the encryption technology to acquire this, okay? So there's no links. But it's another document, and it's the Joint Military Intelligence College, Colleges document. And it's called Defense and Intelligence Abbreviations. Of course, the other one was FEMA. Why am I saying that? FEMA, Homeland Security, Joint Military, which includes Department of Homeland Security. All of those agencies will be in the second one. But these are terminologies you'll want to get acquainted with. And why I say that is because when you start getting on the radio, you're going to want to know 
what they're talking about. Why do I say that? Because some of the stuff will be in the open. They won't. They won't encrypt it. Jade Helm is a mess, isn't it? On its face, even if it were merely a training exercise to be in public venue with civilians is breaking the law. The Constitution didn't call for it. But remember, we are under Guess what? Emergency War Powers Act. So they can do anything they want. That's how come they can issue executive orders. If that were terminated, the president couldn't do that. So, what we want to do is still continue to bang on the fact that it's not constitutional. Why? Because they either have to go with the Constitution or eventually tell us, unless they just bully us around, that they don't have to because, and finally they can tell us the why, and that's because of the 33 uh, War Powers Act, and, and all we have to do then is say, okay, you better not pass it again because we're not uh, having a problem. But that's not going to happen. We've lost control of the government. It's not answering to us. They just do whatever they want to, and you have no say. So what's my, what's my take-home for today? My take-home for today is this. It's time for you to take control of what you can control. And what's that? Mostly, it's getting prepared. Mostly, that preparation needs intelligence. Mostly, you need to figure out how you're going to collect that intel. And I've got some exciting stuff coming up here to tell you. So back to Jade Helm. What's the intelligence we're gathering on that? Soon it's going to be a lot. Let me tell you about that in a second. But even then, even if all they are doing is training, I want you to know that I don't like it. But I am still conflicted about Jade Helm. Okay, are we wasting lots of time talking about it when we need to be doing other things that American people need to be doing that's more productive? Because, well... The reason we are is preparing, but the problem is I can't tell you the answer. I really don't know. Are they going live? Are they going to really go live? The more that I see, the more concerned that I get. Now, let me tell you this. I've known for 20, over 20 years that the U.S. government uses commercial trucking. They'll use little panel trucks, uh, the kind that you and I might, you know, if we were younger, use to move our apartment or something. The bread man's truck, you know, that kind of thing. Only this time they're using Blue Bell ice cream trucks. 
Now, I know you might have seen the video where there's the convoy and about 12 Bluebell trucks, which ought to really put a signal out there, were right there amongst them. Bluebell said, oh, it's a coincidence. Maybe they didn't, they being the government, didn't even ask Bluebell's permission. Maybe they gave permission a long time ago. Maybe they've gone to several companies and say, sign here, or we're going to give you trouble, because at any time we want, we can and are going to make trucks look like yours. Well, that could be kind of problematic for a company, you know it? But they, by the way, do do that. It's just like everybody thinks that money orders by Western Union is this outfit that runs money everywhere. It's directly an intelligence outfit of the United States. How do I know? Because I got trained about it. That's why. I was told about it. By who? A military counter-espionage intelligence officer that trained me. That's who. Western Union is the government. They're a company. They call them, of course, you know, the company, but they're lots of these. Well, guess what? Bluebell ice cream trucks have been found again. This time, where military vehicles were gathering near a Walmart. And the movement of the vehicles was being filmed, and in the background sat parked, guess what? Some Blue Bell ice cream trucks. So come on. If you went to Las Vegas and bet against Blue Bell ice cream trucks not being in Jade Helm operation, excuse me, <laughs> operation, excuse me, I get upset, then guess what? We'd see somebody lose some money because all evidence now points to Jade Helm is using what they call soft-sided vehicles, soft-sided trucks, commercial delivery trucks that don't say anything like government on. To kind of give you an idea what this could turn into and how abusive the authority can be. I will now begin to share with you as short as possible because I have a lot to share with you. My personal experience with an entire county being shut down by the national law enforcement arena way before DHS existed and so forth. A long time before any bombs went off, any false flags that we know of happened in our modern day. Did you get woke up at Waco? Well, before that was Randy, uh, Randy Weaver at uh, uh, Incident in Idaho. Do you know what was before that? We had things like Gordon Call getting shot. We had uh, the guy that wrote the book that's there on the Waterman Files that you can listen both listen to and read, uh, the Pale Horse one that I'm talking about, where Bill Cooper or William Cooper, he was shot. 
we've had those kind and heard those kind of skirmishes. Who were who were shooting them? It depends. But most of the time, the IRS was involved, and the IRS lies. So before all of these activities with uh, even Randy Weaver occurred, I was personally experiencing friends going to court fighting the IRS when the IRS lied in court because they would say something like this. We arrived at such and such as address and we inquired and went in and blah, blah, blah. And then the attorney for the defendant would say, did you have your guns out? No. Well, flat out lie, they had guns out. Okay, everybody had guns out. In fact, it was so bad, the guy that owned this business, his wife was a secretary at the front desk. They had just had a baby, and she was sitting there with a blanket, baby blanket over her shoulder, covering up. She was nursing a baby, and they kept a a real gun, a, a combat weapon, automatic combat weapon, pointed at her the entire time. Just like Randy Weaver's wife got wiped out. But they lie in court and said, no, we didn't do that. Do you see now how important it is for you to videotape secretly? How you can act, you need to set up things to record for your own protection. But in the past, some convicts got loose from Leavenworth Prison, and they had been into a southern woods of the Ozarks. And I don't didn't live in the Ozarks, but I was headed to the Ozarks with a bunch of guys, and this was probably the umpteenth jillionth time that we all had gone canoeing while well, we call it floating. Okay. Not with tubes. We have, we like the class four type if we can find them, but class three will do if there's not any <laughs> rain, you know? So we put sprays over the front end of our canoes because we don't like to kayak. We wanted more room, but water does come over the front end of our boats or our canoes when we go. And uh, you have to be an experienced uh, person in the water or be with somebody that is before you'll probably want to go with us. So we were on our, we were preparing for our trip and we heard that that area was getting locked down. This area may have been. And I, we, some of the guys say, we're scared, we're scared. And I'm going, ah, these criminals aren't going to get out and start shooting everybody. Now they were like murderers that were on the loose. But murderers don't get out in the middle of a crowd and start, you know, machine-gunning people down. They hide and pick their targets. And, you know, if you're in the public, you're probably safe. So this was craziness. You know, the fear, the fear-mongering had gotten to an unbelievable level. And then they said on the news that, hey, they had left the area. Well, everybody in our group went, yay, well, let's settle that, let's go. Well, when we got down there, 
we came, we we find out that the that the media had lied that they didn't leave, and when we got to the border of this county, there was a roadblock. All roads going and coming, of course, coming to because it's all two way highways and dirt roads and state roads and county roads and so forth. All of the roads at the border of this county were locked up. Roadblocks. I happened to be going on probably one of the major ones going in there. It was a two-mile roadblock going in. It wasn't actually stopping us, but they were very slow. Well, I guess we should say they stopped us. They weren't checking anything in our vehicles. They would You'd pull up, they'd look in, they'd ask if you were okay, and if you said okay, that'd be it. But when we pulled up, when we finally got there, uh, the guy that was asking the question, he was in, he had flak jacket, military automatic weapon, helmet, uh, boots. <laughs> you think militarization just started since 911, since Waco, since Randy w- no, it's been around for 30 years, folks. Who was this? Well, guess what? There was the state highway patrol from five states that had congregated in that area. But also the National Guard was brought out. The National Guard had jurisdiction on civilians? Uh-huh. Wait a minute now. They only have jurisdiction because they're convicted felons. And that changes your status. The federal government can send an army after you. Actually, the Navy. Because back then they still played with the thought that posse comitatus was was workable. But they didn't care because that didn't apply to the Navy. They only applied to standing Armies, and that meant Army couldn't go, but that didn't mean Navy couldn't go. <laughs> Isn't this the way the Kazarians play the game? Isn't that just exactly play the game? We're at the border. These guys are in all this armament, and they would get within about, well, they'd come right... I'd say eight inches from your face and look you at the in the eye real close for a long time. All you would have had to do is blink real fast or roll your eyes like to the back toward the back of the car. You'd be getting piled out of the car. I mean, they just anything strange. And so our driver knew what kind of was going on because he was standing there so long. And uh, we got waved on. Well, you can imagine how long that took. But guess what? As we were leaving that, the line leaving the county was five miles long. I've never encountered any kind of traffic like that except when I was trying to get into one of the communist countries in a, in a you know, this, I wasn't in any kind of official vehicle and people trying to go from like one country to another during you know communist occupation of countries that gets pretty you know lengthy 
And uh, but theirs is even longer. They don't count how long the line is. They count how many days they have to wait. So we're going, and we see these guys in military uniforms. As we got there, there was a truck. It just happened to be a truck that was the first one leaving the county. There were police on the sides of the road, off past the ditch, parked parallel to the fence rows. Now, remember back when we started having an energy crisis? Well, they started playing, and it wasn't until like the 80s they finally started cutting back mowing so much on the on the median uh, over there in the ditches. You know, they've cut back taking care of the highways. But not back then. It was pristine mode. High patrol cars were off past the ditch, up along the fence, a bumper to bumper. I don't know. I, there, I, you know, if I'd said ten, there's not enough. If I say twenty, there wasn't enough. But there was all kinds of highway patrol cars, different states. There was Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas. Can't remember the others. And they had guys on top of the roof of the semi, not on top of the cab of the, of the tractor, but on the trailer, walking the whole length of it. They had guys that rolled underneath the vehicle and inspected it. The driver was completely out of the car or the truck. They were going through everything. They opened up the hood, and they would look. And so all this ha- just so happened to be at this heavy inspection stage when we hit the you know, button to go on in. But at least they let us in. Now, we go down the highway to turn off, and we turn off this road. And there was a high, another high patrolman there at that road. Not only did they have each road out of the county locked down, they had intersections locked down. So we get on this road, and we take off, and we're going through a spot in the road. I mean a blinking light town. And uh, we look around, and there was this parking lot uh, next to a strip uh Shops, you know, uh, uh, you know, like a strip mall. It wasn't big because this is a little town. I mean, you know, probably five businesses there with the grocery store included. You know, so the since there was a grocery store, it was a pretty decent sized parking lot, and there were two semi trailer trucks, white, unattached from the tractor or the truck that pulls it. And you could hear a generator running with great big cables that were probably an inch and a half across. Black ones laying down, running from the generator into both of these trucks. One of them said mobile command unit number one. And the other one said mobile command unit number two. As we got into this little town, this one blinking light town, they had another roadblock. Only this is where the locals with red plaid shirts and no teeth were also giving (laughs) law enforcement a hand, you know. 
And that was even scarier because if you get a redneck that's sold out that there's commies in them there woods and the revenuers aren't bad people, you know, if they can brainwash those kind of people, they're actually as dangerous as the rest of them. Maybe even worse. I saw something moving. Saw a shot. You know, that kind of mentality. And uh, he wanted, they wanted, this guy was, he was on my side of this vehicle that I was riding. It was a van. And uh, I got the camera out and I said, man, this is just bizarre. I'm taking pictures. So I'm taking pictures of the roadblock and the command units and all that kind of stuff. And this redneck says, you can't do that. This is the mentality of people that we're going to be running in today to into today. This is what they're going to do. When you see all this come about, if it gets to be lockdown time, hey, what can I do to help you take all the freedoms away from all these here people out there that like the communists? You know, I know this waterman, he doesn't speak very highly of America. Fact, he's a, he likes Putin. You know what I mean, don't you? I'll go round him up for you if you want. <laughs> the entire county was locked down. We finally made it to our cabin at a fishing resort canoe type place. Not a resort, okay? Just a camping place. Lots of campsites, a few cabins, and that's it. And uh, the guy came out and said, I don't even know if we're going to be able to float. We'll know in the morning. I go, great, you know. Well, it didn't take long when we, you know, were, went to bed finally, and everybody was at this cabin. And you've heard this part of the story before. There were screened-in porches all the way around the uh, the cabin, and ex-Vietnam guys, and we're talking, uh, you know, uh, late 70s, okay? Uh, they were camped out. We were camp. We were all sleeping, I mean, inside and outside on the porches. There was a pretty good group of us, okay, good-sized group. We occupied that entire cabin, all four sides with two people on each each one of those. So we had quite a few people. And then that helicopter showed up, military helicopter, with the spotlight, and it popped on. And like I said, those guys jumped out of their beds. They didn't take time to go through the doors or, you know, they went right through the screens, right off the porch, into the bushes. (laughs) We had one that we don't know where he went for a long time. We had to go hunting for him. The next morning when we got launched at the end uh, where the, he brought us to go in. Uh, it probably wasn't a half hour, and we started seeing uh, military. Co- well, we didn't know they were military. They had camouflage and automatic weapons. Now, folks, back then, it wasn't the AR, you know. It was the M15. Hey, I'd rather be facing an AR, tell you the truth. And... uh they were along with the, I guess they were an added little bit of security for our float trip. 
but it didn't feel like way. Eventually, you know, all of these things began to pile up on us. When we hit that first roadblock, then we hit the second, and then we saw the cops all over the town and, and, and military uniforms. And so we began to feel like we were the bad guys. Really. We felt like we were bad guys. Now, eventually, as we went down this float, it just ruined the entire get away from civilization and relaxed thing, you know? When every, you know, half mile or mile, you see another couple of these guys standing right by the river you're in with automatic weapons. It was uh, extremely disturbing. When we got to the takeout point, there was high patrols on one side of a road parked off the highway. I didn't know it, but they had finally roadblocked this highway where we were coming out both north and south on this highway from the point that we got out. The road was blocked. There wasn't cars coming either way. And they had tons of National Guard guys on top of the hill way up there, uh, Ozark Hills like a mountain, okay? Getting ready to come down the hill and flush the criminals out. Well, they were going to push them into this area where all the high patrol cars were uh, bumper to bumper, string of them for, geez, quarter of a mile. And on top of the hoods of some of these high patrol cars was 50 caliber machine guns. And way on down the highway, uh, where I could see over a hill and another one, another hill, but I couldn't see the low spot, was tank, were tanks. The tanks were rolling down the highway, getting ready to come there. We had, they said, they had made arrangements. They got the guy to get the, get us out of there, and they picked us up right there, and they whisked us out. And sure enough, as we were going out, here come the tanks. Folks, this is what it's like. This is what it could be like everywhere with Jade Helm. I've got some important information to talk about that you need to hear. And before I do that, I want you to hear this information I recorded so that you can hear what's going on with militias and Jade Helm. In the the last days of May, this wasn't supposed to kick off for another month and a half. It's already kicked off, so... What well, no, it's not officially part of Jade Helm. Let's just put it this way. The exercises to run checkpoints and hunt down counterinsurgents are already happening, and they're not just in the official Jade Helm states. They're all over the trigger flags. They're just not calling it Jade Helm. Man, hunting down insurgents. Which insurgents? Cartel? I mean, uh, Middle Eastern terrorists? No, these are... These are... <laughs> These are National Guard volunteers or uh, role players just in BDUs and pickup trucks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Man. 
and they're not down on the border. They're not, they're not down there. But I mean, if you want to do an exercise, go down and go after the actual moles and coyotes and, and mules. You know, that would be a good exercise. But they're not doing that. But they're not doing that. No. no. They're in Arkansas. <laughs> they're in Arkansas, a notorious hive of drug cartels. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, actually, yeah. it is one of the corridors you go through there, but you know, so is every other part of the United States. Yeah, Clinton knows all yeah. about it, I'm sure, and uh, Bush yeah. as well. All right. Well, look, it's always good talking to you. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we plan to reconvene here and uh, just uh, in the not too distant future, and just uh, as this thing heats up a little bit, I, we enjoy your insights. They are very valuable. And, um, well, I'll do my best. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but all I can do is, is, is uh, you know, sound out what I see. You know? Hello, patriots, and welcome to the new network, the Firehawks American Firestorm. I'm your host, Doug Lamb, Patriot Militia Call Sign Firehawk. This is a brand new network, a brand new phone number, the whole thing. Uh, set aside because, frankly, <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff going on right now, and it just simply needed more than another network that I could squeeze into. The big news for the last couple of weeks in certain circles is Jade Helm 15. The first reports were that they were going to cover seven states in a drill, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, Nevada, Colorado, and I think there was another one wandering around in there. And I looked at the map. That's interesting. The entire southwest covered the entire border between the United States and Mexico, the land border. And it suddenly occurred to me, you know, they I thought they would probably go ahead and just through the rest of the country along the along the south, and sure enough, here it came. Uh, <clears throat> Texas, of course, was the, in there first, and then Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida, and they've added some others as well. Wild rumor going around that I haven't really been able to confirm yet that in fact, Jade Helm 15 will be a drill all over the United States. At least, that's what they want us to believe. Right now, there are multiple confirmed reports from sources as high as generals. And we're not talking armchair, retired, that sort of thing. We're talking active duty generals that have told certain sources this is going to go operational. Ostensibly, it was designed to be a training exercise for a joint force of all of the special ops from the from the military services, the multiple military services, with about 1,200 personnel involved uh, at one, you know, in the initial uh, the initial part of it. I don't know. I have yet to run into anybody with half a brain that believes this was ever a drill and that it was only going to involve 1,200 personnel throughout seven states or whatever they started initially. 
my first thought when I looked at this whole thing was the money, believe it or not, because you're talking about coordination of four or five military services, plus government agencies, including DHS and some others, and coordinating this this exercise across multiple states, dealing additionally with governments, state police forces, local county sheriffs, whatever, just a lot of planning, a lot of permissions, time, resources. Somebody someplace in the Pentagon has put a ton of money into this thing. For what? A two-month exercise? That alone makes it extraordinarily expensive. But somewhere along the line, the Pentagon says, sure, let's release all these, you know, I don't know how many tens of millions of dollars, probably more than that. Let's, let's release the money for this. To what end? To train? To train a bunch of special ops so they can work together? This doesn't even sound reasonable. No, what sounds a whole lot more reasonable is that this is, this is not a drill. It's not an exercise. This is, in fact, a precursor. My personally, I think it's an excuse to get in there and start doing it, start going operational. Well, the intel that has been received in recent days leaves no doubt in my mind anyway, and the doubt of the minds of many other people. This, in fact, Jade Helm 15 has gone operational already. There have been reports of people being picked up in North Carolina. Um, of course, you had that huge exercise in Fort Lauderdale a couple of weeks ago in the middle of the night with Black Hawk helicopters in downtown Fort Lauderdale. I used to <laughs> I used to fly around in 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 the in the jungle areas in a <clears throat> in a helicopter. I hated night flying because you really can't see what's down there. And when you do get down there and you can see it, oftentimes it's almost too late. Uh, they were whipping those Blackhawks in and out of Fort Lauderdale like just quickly and I'm going, you know, not only is this expensive, this is dangerous. For what? Training again? So why don't they go train on one of their bases where they know exactly where everything is? They can control the lighting conditions. There's a whole lot of questions here that just simply don't add up. Simple as that. It's pretty simple thinking. He's right. This isn't. This just isn't adding up. Some more information for you. Uh, about Jade Helm is that uh, real soon, maybe starting Thursday on the broadcast, I'll have some deep intel for you. I have found a group, uh, and the intel comes from a fellow by the name of Whiskey Six. We don't know who he is. And I'm going to give you my caveat, but here's what they're talking about. They've been in contact with law enforcement and tell them, you know, you better keep this civil because we will get, uh, we will have complete, total resolve to take care of anything you might try to do. 
illegally. So as long as you obey the law, you won't have a problem with anything that you think is illegal, although we already we already know that it's <laughs> illegal. Um, but units are being set up all across the country to address any threat to the Constitution. And they're rapidly moving into a communications system. For units that are militia units, they're advising and helping this group, is advising, no, they're not the feds, um, on how to set up their own, you know, secure communications within their units. But there is a grand plan forming, folks, uh, with information to be broadcast to the public. This group uh, is offers the militias all kinds of intelligence. We're going to talk about that possibility not being true, but technical assistance. I mean, it's either right or it works or it doesn't, you know. But the groups put ads in Craigslist, or, or no, excuse me, the groups have looked at Craigslist and found the ads uh, for crisis actors that they say they weren't going to hire. And they were telling them that they need to be prepared to do NBC exercises. Now, that's nuclear, biological, and chemical attacks. They have some groups as large as 30,000 that they've been advising. They say there's over 150,000 people that have been organized. Well, that sounds like to me uh, they're talking about the militia. And yes, in the Ozarks, there are finally real organizations, if you want to call them militias, that's fine, that are getting organized. The The problem with uh, Arkansas is it was extremely um, trepid because of Clinton and his corruption in the state. If they even thought you whispered the word militia, you'd be arrested or harassed or stuff like that. In fact, I I heard that there was one group that actually built themselves a building and, and one weekend it just burnt down. So, you know, when you can't do it legally, they do it illegally. As you know, the first attempt to take out militias viciously take out militias in attempts was 1995 with the Oklahoma City bombing. Since then, they've moved from making just militia bag people to then making Islamic people the terrorist. And they use the word terrorist then because it's post-911. And then they gradually have gotten you accustomed to, oh, it's everybody that likes Ron Paul and all those kind of people. So now everybody's the bag, the boogeyman. 
But I will say this. Jade Helm Exercise has openly published that Utah and Texas are the enemy combatant states. And Utah and Texas are the only states that have their own gold and silver currency now. Interesting, huh? But like I was talking about, what we're seeing happen at the Walmarts now is more and more uh, disturbing. I'm going to tell you this. Walmart is hand-in-hand with the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, when Janet Reno shows up at a video terminal or a TV screen at the checkout telling you to turn people in and, you know, call if you know something doesn't look right, snitch, in other words, on your neighbor, then you know that they're being paid to put that in there. That doesn't bring business, does it? Well, Guess who shops, Walmarts, the people that are poor? Who are poorer? Untrained people, uneducated people. Sorry, folks, it's just the facts. Both doesn't mean that if you're poor, you're stupid. (laughs) It doesn't mean if you're poor, you're uneducated, okay? It doesn't mean if you shop at Walmart that you necessarily are. But have you ever tried to go there? I didn't even realize how bad it was until I was in a small town. And then I went the very first, a long time ago, I went the very first day or two or three. I can't remember what it is. It was packed. There was nowhere to park. I said, what in the world's going on? When I walked in and asked them, they said, oh, well, this is how it happens every month when everybody gets their disability checks and their checks from the government. This is what happens. Same time every month. Well, it's going to be kind of interesting because the militias have some a surprise for them because they're extremely familiar with Walmarts and how they operate. Because for over 25 years, uh, the militias that have been active and passed the information along had planned on taking Walmarts over for the people as a place to take care of the community needs. So they know exactly how Walmarts operate, who's in charge, what frequencies they communicate from that rooftop dish, how they can be taken over. I mean, they know everything about a Walmart. Now, you might be asking, well, why haven't they been doing anything? Because there's nothing to do. Right now, folks... The real groups went dark. Whiskey Six had been dark for a long time and only recently popped up because they are concerned about what they're finding all across the country. And they're willing to share this information. Now, let me pause and give you the caveat. In the 90s, there was another man by the name of Turner who was in the Dakotas, and he ran what he called the Tri-States Militia. It was a, quote, organization to centralize all the intelligence so that all the militias could get info. Well, guess what? 
at least this one that I'm t- referring to that you're going to hear about soon, hear intel from soon, actually shares intel, whether it's real or not, who knows. But the other one always wanted you to report. Tri-State said, call us with this. Here's our 800 number. Well, it was attractive because back then, cell phones couldn't call. They were all long distance in those kind of places. You know, right now, you could call anywhere in the United States on your cell phone, right? Well, not back then. So an 800 number is really important. And, of course, guess what? A family that I know who was a past the man was the pastor, had a wife, and he found her at Tri-State's militia, shacked up with the guy running the place. Come to find out, in the divorce case, they had to drag in this man, of course, and it was exposed that he was getting federal money to snitch on all the people that were calling into tri-states with intel. Who they were, where they were from, how they operated, blah, blah, blah. The money came from the Fed and went straight from the Fed to the sheriff, and then the sheriff funneled the money into him. I'm sure there had to be some cut for the sheriff, you know. Well, that that was not even enough to go to the you know, illegal chicken cockfights <laughs> and and throw money around to make a, you know, a dime for dinner that night. Uh, that kind of money that they were getting paid, it was four digits, but it wasn't much. Walmart's making millions, folks, off of federal money telling them, we, you know, we'd like to do this, and they say, pay me, and they are. So if you follow, find out that Walmart is involved in Jade Helm. It doesn't mean that they're borrowing Bluebell uh, ice cream chucks. No, they look brand new, folks, because they are. They just recently got painted. This is the biggest trick in the world to play on these people. Get you if you guys have any tenacity and want to get involved and you're about time for a new vehicle and you would make it a white panel truck or a van, white van then go get some UN magnetic decals to throw on the side of your van and uh, there are some particular little cards you can hang from your visor and you'll just parade right through a Police stop real easy. How do I know that? Because I've seen it happen. (laughs) But I still believe, regardless, that there are a lot of military personnel that are just clueless. Why didn't we hear more about this during the planning stages, that it was on the way? We kind of did. But this is the kind of thing they they uh, go close uh, to the chest with. It's just like these WalMarts that they've they've been closing. They only gave five hours notice. Five hours notice. Some of these employees, because they had to keep 
close chest. They had to keep the information unable to be investigated prior to a close. Well, that, you know, closing in five hours means it's the, the day in one day you can't go in there. Oh, when that shuts down that fast, what do you do? You have to walk out, make sure you've got everything. You're not coming back. We're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about uh, communications. That's when you're going to need your pencil. We're also going to talk about uh, the fact there's a website, um, and I'll give it to you for military acronyms, abbreviations, and so forth. Okay, so you can use this lexicon, so to speak, to navigate your way through what you are going to be hearing in communications. We're also going to talk about how to prepare for that lights-out scenario. Now, that could be an EMP. It could be a natural disaster like a storm. But when your lights goes out, well, what do you need to do? We're going to talk about that. So when we get to that, we'll... um, Let's see here. Take a break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about it.
listening to the Waterman Files, and I'm um, glad you're here. I just put a link into our chat. Now, some of you know that that link is, um, if you're in the chat room, you know that I said to make sure you have your tour browser going. That's a T-O-R. If you don't have a browser and it's not a tour, then you might want to get one because it's very private. And uh, you can download a free one at tour.org. And uh, that's an onion router system that cloaks where you're coming from. And I put this link in there. And let me give it to you. I will give you all the letters. There's something now being controlled uh, to coordinate communications. It's being called Wildcard Command. Wildcard Command. Let me give you a website that you can go get more information from. But Thursday, you're going to have more. It's W-R-A-M-S-I-T-E dot com. W-R-A-M-S-I-T-E dot com. I don't know how. I don't know what to tell you about uh, the guy that runs this website as far as a militia person. Okay, so use tour. And, you know, said with that said, you might be saying, well, how can I trust what else is here? Well, we're going to find out, and we're going to let you know, and if you listen Thursday, you'll have a pretty good idea. But when you go to that website, you'll want to click on that tab down across the top that says Wild Card Intel. And here's what it says. We are Wild Card Command. We have boots and eyes on the ground in most states. Our mission is to assist and guide all citizen-based community defense forces in their struggle to regain control of their communities and ultimately our beloved America. Wild Card Command provides real-time intel drawn from a wide array of assets distributed across a vast nation. Additionally, we assist local, regional, and national organizations in the areas of strategic decisions, tactical operations, logistical guidelines, and operating and plans. Our goal is to provide you with up-to-the-minute intel and directly affects, that directly affects your groups and operations. And if you wish to become part of this team, please feel free to contact. And if you do, do it from unseen, okay? Now, this brings up a whole host of questions, of which I have not got to the depths of, nor had the answers for. So that's why we're waiting <laughs> till Thursday to talk more about this. But not all groups like this are bad people, folks. Okay, there's just not. Arizona militia was really hot and heavy there for a while with the illegals till they got scrunched real hard, but they had a lot of people assisting because they were really doing something. But anyway, one of the things that uh, um, you're going to want to do is go to the Waterman files, and on the right, this is communication, sorry, and in the right-hand column of the Waterman files, in the ground crew download box 
which sorts by alphabetical order. First it's folders, and then there's files. In the Files section, you will see something called KJV Bible. That's the King James Version Bible. You need to download that. Because if you don't, you're going to be lost Thursday. (laughs) Not your soul, but in our planning, because we're going to teach you how you use a code book. And this is our code book, and I'll show you what I mean. Yes, it has two columns on each page and all that. So we're going to decode. You're going to go through a real situation, and you're going to be given code numbers, and you're going to try and get them back to me and so forth and so on. So it'll be a lot of fun Thursday. Now, of course, you would be kind of mm, naive to think you could use this book in the event that you're really doing encrypted communications. You'd want to get something else. We'll go over all that Thursday. We're going to have a, a good time with it. Whether it's an EMP, whether it's a bad storm, an electrical storm, or a flood, or whatever, what happens when your electricity goes out? And I know that you've probably already have experienced that. What makes us different than the cowboy days is electricity. <coughs> it's that much. It's it's that much different. The only way back then to light at night was fire. Think about that for a minute. No matter how fancy your lantern got and how big your lantern hurricane glass was and how nice a wick you had and whether you know <laughs> it was made by the best whoever company at the time, you were still at night lighting and getting light by fire. Then electricity came and changed lighting a wick to flipping a switch. So things really have changed. Not even as, that's a big change. The change from our world today having computers and no computers, that was a big change, but not as big, folks, believe me, not as big a change as not having electricity. Not having cell phones, oh my gosh, you, many of you lived in a world with no cell phones. But younger people can't imagine not. Younger people don't even remember that they there was a day when you had to get up and turn the knob on the TV set or the radio. So no electricity, of course, means none of that is possible. Because first of all, you're not even listening to a radio. You, get, you, you see what I'm saying now? You didn't hear phone calls. And yeah, one of the listeners say it could have been a better world. And I agree. I think we we had a, a slower pace. We moved at the rate that our organism was made to go, which was organic speeds. Today, it's 
a lifestyle that's past organic speed, meaning is faster and faster, faster, better. Sometimes it's not. What if sound came faster than the speed of sound to you? Well, you wouldn't hear it. That's what. And sound does come faster than the speed of sound, and you don't hear it. It's called radio frequencies. Do you hear the sun's light? Well, there's a frequency to it. But in your supplies, you better start thinking about the day the lights go out. In fact, in some of these countries that I were in, I was in two, of course, I've told you, where they were having a revolution. Um, and even in countries that weren't, I've been in countries where they've cut the utilities off. I've told you stories about being, you know, quite a while in one of these communist countries and wanting to take a bath, and right as I started, they cut the, the water off. Not because there was a dam break, not because there was a power outage, not because they ran out of water, just because they wanted to. The, go the government did it. Just for harassment, for some reason, you know. They just want the people to know they have control. And so that mentally programs people who feeds them is the government. And in America, we better get into the mindset of telling them, go to hell, you don't feed me. But there's a lot of people on the dole. So, supplies and preparation for the day the lights go out means low-tech. So you need to low-tech your supplies as much as possible. One of the very first things that you're going to need, and as far as I'm concerned, whether you leave your house or not, is a compass. Believe it or not, a good old-fashioned GI compass. But you can get some pretty inexpensive compasses, right? You can get some really inexpensive ones that are good. Lens static compass. That's the type. Lens static, not lens static. Lens, L E N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, A A T I C, lens static compass. Get you one. How about a hand crank flashlight or even a solar-powered one? But oops, if the lights go out because of an EMP and you've had that setting out, you might not be able to recharge. Or the circuits on your solar-charged light might fail you if you didn't have them in that trash can that we've been talking about. So get you a hand crank flashlight, one that will light by cranking. And even if you have one, still put it in a trash can, okay? <laughs> Another thing to have, get an old lantern. Get a, not an old one, but get the new, a new lantern to light with. It has wicks in it and get you a supply of oil and have it all ready to go, okay? One of the things you'll want to do is read how you do it, how you start them, the whole bit, try it out, 
light it and find out that you're probably not it's not as easy as you think and you'll have that glass hurricane uh, a lamp's glass all black <laughs> and then you'll have to clean it all up and it'll be a good experience that's the light if you want to keep yourself acquainted with uh, coordinating activities with the family what do you usually say I'll meet you back here in what? 20 minutes. I'll meet you back here at 2. We'll eat dinner at 7. We're going to at noon. What if your watch goes out because it's battery operated and the EMP hit? How are you going to know what time it is? Here's what I'm going to recommend you do. Make sure you go out and you get you a good, I mean a good one, Automatic movement watch. Do you know what that is? That's the kind that actually winds itself because it's on your arm and it moves around. This cannot be taken off. It won't keep time. (laughs) Now, if the lights go out and you can read your clock, you're going to be lucky because most people, if an EMP hits and they have electronic devices like clocks, guess what's not going to be on the screen? The clock won't stop at the time the power went out. It won't even show the time because it's digital. If you have a plug-in clock, one of the best things you could have is to have one of those so that if the power does go out, at least you can go to the clock and see when it went out. And then you can go over and put your watch on if you don't like wearing it. And you can move your watch, you know, rock it back and forth and wind it up, get it ready, and set the time, at least it's close, and wear it all the time because that winding is done by your movement. That's what they call automatic movement watches. No, they're not as expensive as you think. Now, let's go back to Uncle Caveman and talk about an abacus. No, you don't have to do an abacus, but try to pick up a slide rule online soon. You're going to find out that you're going to need one. At least you'll have a way to do complex calculations in a hurry. Because slide rules, if you really know how to use them, they may not be digitized, but they can be fast. Now, there's all kinds of optics that don't require batteries and uh so make sure that whatever kind if you have weapons, say for example, that has laser stuff on it, it might be incapacitated. Have you ever thought about that? If you guys have a point and shoot mechanism what if uh what if the power or electric electrical EMP hits. It doesn't have to be a bomb. It could be a, a lightning strike nearby that puts out EMP and ruins your your uh, laser sight. So regular optics with a great, nice crosshair. Now, if you've got some of these new ones, you have a laser crosshair reticle in your in your uh, uh, your scope on your rifle. Whoops, it's gone. So now you don't even have that. 
So just make sure you get navigation, time, and mechanisms to see with, like light and optics that are not dependent on batteries or have anything to do with electronic optics or anything to do with lasers, okay? Now, you might have security devices right now. You might have electronic touch pads, <laughs> battery-powered stuff like that. Might be locking your guns up and not able to get into them. Ooh, that'd be kind of bad. Anything requiring electricity or electronics to enter into your security device or your gun safe, that's a bad idea. Make them all manual. So if you've got guns in this electronic-controlled, electronic keypad device, take them out. Do you have another way to get into that thing without that? Well, good. But how high-tech is it? Well, don't get too high-tech. You don't need to. Vehicles. How if you've got a 54 Ford truck pickup, you're probably in good shape. If you've got a Lamborghini, you're going to have a very expensive lawn ornament. <laughs> Now, let's talk about water. More than likely, in the long-term power outage, you're not going to get water because water is put up in a tower, and even alternative generator power may not work because they run on electronics, too. Now, if they were smart, they wouldn't, but they might, more than likely. But a water pump, if you have a personal one, uh, unless you have a generator, you're going to run out of water. So what do you want, what you want, I mean, is a pump, a hand pump. Now, if you just happen to have an extra well pump, submergible well pump that runs on 12 volts, say, and it survives because you protected it, and you have a battery you protected, and you had some solar panels you protected, you can put a new well pump in and that's electric and you'll be okay but what if it happens again but at least you'd have it now here's the problem what if it's winter and it's freezing it's not so hard to get replaced or easy I mean so if you have a pump if you have a well just put in a hand pump next to it make 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 yourself a pump now, there are some very inexpensive pumps that can go pumping from 175 feet down by hand. And you can get this whole thing done for under 300 bucks a lot of times. And that's like an easy water well hand pump that's you can look up for you know all kinds of the supplies. Most of the time, the pipe's going to be PVC. If you want to go metal, go metal. Go one of those big old pumps like I grew up with. Finally here, let's talk about food. Yep, food. How are you going to save what's in the fridge? 
first thing in your mind should be, okay, food, and where is it? So you need to be asking the question, how do I save it, and how do I prepare for that day? Well, prepare by having adequate supplies of charcoal and a couple of grills, okay? Just a charcoal grill. And get you some canning supplies. So now's the time to stock up on canning supplies. And, hey, you can pick up a a two-burner Coleman stove pretty cheap, okay? So you can use this to fire up the pressure cooker and the canners and the water baths, okay? And now you're going to take what's out of your fridge and you're going to put them in cans. Now, in order to get information on how to can because the Internet's gone, beforehand, either download the information or go to your county extension office prior and get some handout material or from your local college for canning and maybe the coursework on canning, okay? Just get something in writing. Keeping a fridge is uh, really only necessary for about a week, putting because you're going to be putting the lion's share of what you have in the fridge into canned food and so forth, and or mylar are going to do. Just make sure you know what was in first and what came out. You know, if you have meat that's going to spoil. That's time to start charcoaling them, okay, or drying them, or get you an Excalibur. Well, that means it has to be run on electricity, doesn't it? The bottom line is is that that's why you get freeze-dried food. Now we come to the paperwork. And the paperwork that I'm talking about is the bathroom paperwork, (laughs) And yes, I mean number one, and I mean number two, because it's always there, right? So I recommend you go with as minimum, a bare minimum, a porta potty as you can get, and that could be a five-gallon bucket with one of those toilet lids on it. Get you some four-gallon bags that you can put in there and roll them up, keep them forever, and then just start digging a hole out back that you're going to put the stuff into. Now, if it's frills, you're going to have a little bit of a trouble putting them down that hole. Okay? They're going to last a while. So it's incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? Get prepared to take care of your waste. Somehow. Get ready. If you need help, call. Call us at Simply Your Food. Contact us at Simply Your Food. Ask us what we've got prepared. We've gotten ready for this. Before I finish up, I'm going to take another break, and uh, we're going to get right back, and uh, we're going to talk more about this EMP stuff. Be right back.
Welcome back to the Waterman Files. We've been talking about how to get ready. And the reason I'm talking about getting ready is uh, Jade Helm. Would you put it past them to uh, to say, hey, let's, uh, let's do an EMP scenario. And uh, they turn off the power. <laughs> Do you think they wouldn't do that? Well, they shouldn't do that, is what you're saying. But would they? Could they? You never know. I think that'd be pushing it, don't you? Turning off the power, considering the fact it could kill some people in the summer. But here's what's got me concerned Even if it's not every state and it's just the states we know of so far, and all this vehicle movement, all the expense of taking buildings and retrofitting them for whatever, Walmarts, whatever, this has got to be a staggering amount of money. Do you really think they would spend that much money to train? Why would they do that? It's not like America's on good financial footing right now, right? So there could be something like an EMP or something like that. So just get your 
short list of low-tech equipment started. Find out which gadgets and gizmos you use that need power. You can protect them, but a Faraday cage and an EMP are different, okay? A Faraday cage keeps out radio signals. EMP travels the surface of the metal. So if you have a cage with holes in it, an EMP goes over the edge of that opening and onto the inside. Electricity follows the surface of a wire or metal. It's not in the middle. It's on the wire on the outside. You don't want to confuse using a Faraday cage to protect yourself from an EMP. Now, this may be a no-brainer for some people, but just make it solid metal. Get you one of those cash, your trash cans. Now, there are some other things. There are things that you'll want to protect if you have them, like night vision, some of the scopes we were talking about, a laptop computer, Motorola handheld devices, put them in there. Even smaller batteries and chargers, put those in there. And um, calculators, you could save a calculator, put it in that bot, uh, that trash can. Battery test testers, if you want a couple of backup wrist watches that are run by battery, go spend 10 bucks and just have the time of day, go do it. Throw it in the trash can, let it sit there. But if you're diabetic or if you have hearing aids, hmm, make sure you've got that, okay? If you're on a CPAP and you don't have it protected, that could be a problem for a lot of people. But stick all this stuff in a cage. Cover the cage with uh, protection. And formulate a plan to get it done by. You might as well make it June 15th. Why not, even though they've already started? Make it June 15th. Get it all done. We've already got people getting their glasses. We're going to be getting uh, frequencies, radio frequency uh, stuff set up. So that's Thursday. We're going to tell you how to take coded encrypted messages, how to use it. And I will. if you cannot download that, just have your Bible ready. Okay, and open, ready to open, and I'll explain how to use encrypted coded messages on Thursday's broadcast. We'll have fun. Jade Helm is beyond a yes or no answer. We won't know for sure what's going to happen until it happens. But I'm not liking how odd and unconventional things are. Hey, they took over Germany. Why can't they take over America? Because it's the same Kazarians. And I'm not talking about taking over and becoming Nazi empire. I'm talking about the Kazarians taking over Germany after. The same ones that control all these banks are in several countries 
and are in complete control of those countries. And nonetheless, one of them is America. And their agenda is to move forward or die trying. That's their motto. It's been my pleasure being with you today. We're going to end a little bit earlier and uh, get ready, get uh, started on this list of stuff to do. And uh, get your notepad out, get ready for Thursday's broadcast on encrypted communications. We'll go through a lot of stuff again, reviewing it. And I'm going to give you more information if I can run down and vet wildcard command who's giving intel or will be giving intel um, about what's happening. And they already are, by the way. I'll let you know. If you find out anything, uh, let me know so we can get it out to the ground crew. It's been my pleasure being with you. Blessing to you and yours. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.